This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to another Wednesday night Shi'ur. Tonight, as always, we um, tonight's Shi'ur is going to be about leadership, about being a leader. If you're out there and you want to be a leader, which all of us are in a certain way. For example, if you're a father, you're a leader, right? You're a leader of your family. Now, you need to know three ingredients to lead, right? If you're a, a, a um, uh, if you're if you're in any situation, you, you are in a sense leading yourself as well. It applies to yourself because you lead yourself. So you need these three rules in order to be a leader. Now, before we start, this show is going to be Luluni Shmat, Yosef Chai Ben Rosa. Yosef Chai Ben Rosa, Bezat Hashem. Um, uh, his, tonight's actually his yard site. So we're going to do that um, uh, for his, uh, his Luluni Shmat. So that being said, that being said, um, um, how do you become a leader? So I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to start off with a story from... Rabbi Moshe Sher. Anybody here from Moshe Sher? Rabbi Moshe Sher, he was a person who fought tirelessly, literally, for Klali Sale. One of the things that he wanted so badly before he passed away was an enactment that the Jewish people should have Free, basically, free tuition for yeshiva. That was his thing. And he went out and he did his uh, delegations and he made his this and he made his that. And he was waiting for one of the courts to, 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 to admonish the fact that, yes, yeshivas will be supported. And he tried so hard, the court said no. The court said no. I'm sorry, they rejected it. And till today, it's, it, 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 it was rejected. Maybe one day, somebody's going to come out there and, and get it. Government funding for the yeshiva, great. But I, I think I have a reason why, why it's not happening. I thought, I'm not going to say it on public, but at the end of the day, that's what happened. He fought and fought and fought, and the court said no. Now, think about it. Imagine you're, you're trying so hard for something, and you want it to be accomplished, and you want this, you want that, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen, you know, you, you can flip out. So, what happened was, Rabbi Yitzchak Hutner, Allah Shalom, he wrote him a letter. And I'd like to quote to you his letter today. What was in that letter? He says, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says, in order to be a leader, you need three qualities. First one is, first one is, take notes, first one, be a leader. Want to take a guess? Well, yeah? Anybody want to take a guess? One word though, one word. Nah? Never get upset. That was three words. I, I sketched you, I fooled you. I mean, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> never get upset. 
I see now you're paying attention. Good, good. <laughs> Never get upset. Because when you're a leader and, and you have, a, um, a, let's say, a, a crowd or things like that, things are going to happen. Listen, the, the guys in this shul know, Derek Hamet over here in this shul knows how we first started. Okay? When we first started, we started with, the guys were very young at the time. And they're still very young. They're getting old a little bit. They're young. They were very, very young. I, I met the whole group when they were all single. I basically married them all off. I walked on to everyone's, uh, uh, to be chatan. It's serious. So, a few years passed by, and now we're getting a, 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 a more serious place, more in, more in this, and a lot of older people started coming in. And they see how Rabbi Palachi is acting towards them and they're getting chizuk. He says, what? He's like, he's like, if it was me, I would say this. If it was me, I would... You know, for example, one guy, oh, he puts on the AC. Another guy lowers the AC. Another guy puts it on. And who, 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 who's getting... Ah, Rabbi, what's going on? It's cold, it's hot, it's cold. They look at the Rabbi. It happened once. It happened once. This, that, that, it happened once. It was a whole balagan. Right? And, and, and one guy comes to me and says, you know, you really handle every situation. I was like, I was like, I know the rule. The rule is be careful because you don't want to, when you get upset, 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 everyone has to stay, have their cool. Because when you get upset, what happens is you do idiotic things. You do things, boom, as soon as I said it, boom. You do things that are not rational. Because when a person gets upset, he's not, he is not uh, uh, talking out of his mind, he's talking out of his emotion. Right, Mayor? When a person's uh, uh, irrational, he's upset and he's angry. So what happens is, now that you're angry and you're a leader, be careful. Because the next act that you do, it could be messed up because you're not thinking with your brain. You're Think you're, you're saying and doing action with your emotion. And you don't see, does it make sense? Wait, does it make sense? Does it make sense? And therefore you cannot be uh, upset and you can't get angry and you got to remain that equilibrium as that, everything's okay. Calm down. Everything will be okay. Take it cool. We'll solve it. Understand? Not like, otherwise, Things are gonna get messed up. It's gonna get. It's gonna snowball. It's gonna get back into your fa- into your own face. That's the first rule of being a leader. First rule of being a leader from Yisrael Saslanda. wrote a letter to Rabbi Moshe Don't get upset. Relax. You know, hold your cool, and you'll be able to act upon normally, and not with emotion. Second. Second is. Anybody want to guess? Is it one word or three? <laughs> one word. Humility. I like that one. Never get tired. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> Never get tired. You heard that? Because when you are in a position of leadership, you're gonna have things. I, I, I know myself, my own personal thing. I got a call once in the middle of the night, 3.30 a.m. And it only happened to me once. It was like, 3.31, guy came to my house, literally 3.30 a.m. He said, Rabbi, he's emergent, I need to talk. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> you know? It, uh, it was like a real emergency. 
But I'm saying, you can't, oh, listen, I'm tired, uh, come to me tomorrow. You know, like, yeah, you guys need you, you guys help, right that, right that second. I, you know, you never get tired. There's no such thing, oh, I'm tired, I can't continue, I'm, I'm, I'm weak, I'm this. No, you're a leader, you muster all your strength. You muster all your strength. You're a father, you're a leader of your home. You can't be tired on the Shabbat table. You understand what I'm trying to say? The father comes home, he's a leader of his family. What happens? He comes home, honey, I'm so tired, this guy has a glass of wine, has some halat, and he goes, honey, I'm dead tired, uh, good night. And he sings some of his more, one quick one, and Perkat uh, Amazon, all right, what about the Devet Torah? What about this? What about, I'm tired. What do you want? I'm tired. A whole, a whole, a whole, a whole week, uh, I didn't have uh, a, a rest, I was dead tired. So that's not, by the way, at that Shabbat table, you should just know, as a father, and those who are not fathers yet, you will be fathers one day. All you guys sitting, sitting in the back, you guys are going to be fathers, all you guys, you guys are going to be fathers one day. So you got to know how to, how to lead. You, it's not the time now to just go to sleep. It's the time now to interact with your family and educate them to the right way. What I do on my, on my table, you don't understand. As my family grows older, I'm like, whoa, you got to get... You, you, you got to really, really give it. Give it all you got. Because in the young age, that's where they get all their knowledge and they could absorb it and they could apply what their daddy taught them. You understand what's going on? You understand how important that one is? That's very, very important. What's well, done, Vic? 2013. 2013. Delivery. Delivery? What do you got? What would you order? Dr. Pepper, what would you order? <laughs> From buy keg, what'd you want? <laughs> is that yours, Freddy? <laughs> it's not like this guy. <laughs> All, right. All, right. All right. Anyway. Anyway, so, so, I never had that one before. But, right, so, <laughs> never get upset, right? Be happy, be jolly, nothing bothers. Calm, everything. Never get tired, right? So at the end of the day, you got it? Man, what'd you get, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream, okay, nice. <laughs> Anyways, so um, um, in any case, a father, you're a leader, it's not the time to be tired. And by the way, even if you're not a father, and you're a son, or a brother, you could still put energy on your Shabbat table. If there's no leader, you start saying some Devar Torah, start bringing energy towards the table. Understand what I just said? It's very important. And now the third and final rule of being a leader. And he writes over there, is, we, won't, we don't demand accomplishment, we try to accomplish. Now what's the difference? Simon, was that too deep for you, Simon? Yeah. I see that. I see that. We don't demand accomplishment, we try to accomplish. I like that. Let me repeat it. Because this is, this is the final rule. And I'm going to elaborate on this. We don't, we don't demand accomplishment. We try to accomplish. And that is that a person in life, he has to know that the end goal, the end goal of your accomplishment is not in your hands. It's in Hashem's hands. You could do everything possible and I saw this many times, over and over and over, you could do so many things and try and try and try and try, 
But the final accomplishment to actually accomplish, that's Borei Olam, that he'll direct you for the, for the final closing of it. Example, this shul right here. This shul right here, that you're sitting in, was, it was, I was going to, we, 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 the shul was purchasing a property. And the property was a block over. Not this block, a block over that side. And it was basically half this size. And we said, as a shul, that's it, we're taking it, it's beautiful, let's make it happen, beauty. We call the, this is the property we want. Okay, give me the contract. Give me the contract! What does the person say? Oh, um, uh, uh, well, the price is this. And he gives the, the price and this. And then um, we agree to the price. Then he says, oh, by the way, we have five people that gave the same price. You have to go higher. This is a true story. It happened with me and I'm in first hand. Five people. And I can tell you who the real estate broker was. George Clark. It was a whole crazy thing. And we finally got the bid to get the purchase property. And I said, so give me the contract. Give me the contract of the building. Yeah, we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. Give me the paper. Let's go. One week passes. Two weeks passes. Three weeks passes. Two months pass. So what's taking so long? I don't know what's taking so long. Finally came Rosh Hashanah. He tells me, okay, we're ready. I was like, it's, it's, I have a few hours for my holiday. You know, it's my New Year's. What are you, what are you, what are you, telling, what are you telling me? Now you want me to go? I have my new, I'm going to my, my synagogue. I tell the guy, it's not Jewish. I'm going to my synagogue. Well, you can't. Finally, we finished the whole, we finished the whole, um, we finished the whole situation. We finished the whole, we finished the whole situation. We finished the whole, um, um, the whole, uh, the hog. I'm on my, when he tells me now, come, I'm going to get you the papers, we have the papers, all you got to do is sign. Beauty. I'm on my way to sign papers. I'm literally on my way just to sign papers, that's it. And to finalize the deal. Deposit, finalize the deal. As I'm on the way, I'm on Ocean Park, where he lives, He's, his office is on Avenue, you and West, West 7th. That's his office. He, he, he was... I'm on my way. I, I'm on Ocean Parkway Avenue R. And I get a call from somebody saying, by the way, did you check out this property, so-and-so property? I, I was like, where is it? He says, on Avenue U, East 13. I said, oh, you know what? I'm actually about to go sign a... He says, no, no, go check it out. I go check it out. I speak to a few people. They say, wait, it's double the size. It's big. It has a lot of room. Go for it. We got the okay of this property owner that said okay to us. Yes, and, and we told him the situation because we're already about to sign. If we don't get it, he says, don't worry. I gave you my word. It's a, it's a shul. I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready in. Don't worry. I have nothing to worry about. I said my word, my word. That's it. I told the other guy, I have to back out. He's like, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean, what do I mean? You know what I mean? Well, I'm waiting for two months to get it. Following two months, you call me right before Rosh Hashanah. I'm about to come. Come on. So he understood. He's like, no, you know what? You know what? You're right. 
You're right. It's the owner of that property that lost out. And you know what I was thinking? And, and we landed this shul. We landed this property. And you know what I was thinking? This point. That in our lives, we don't demand accomplishment. We try to accomplish. And therefore, we don't know where the final destination of, of what you try to do is going to be landing at. But at the end of the day, it's Borei Olam that will direct the completion of what you want to accomplish. We have to try our very best, our very best, and non-stop trying. But the end conclusion, Borei Olam makes the final stand. And that's exactly why, Rabbi, that's exactly what Rehunder was telling Rabbi Moshe Sher. You tried your very best to what to get tuition assistance from the government for the, for, for the, for the yeshivas. You tried your very, very best. It didn't succeed. But guess what? Guess what? Our job is to try as much as to accomplish. The end goal to demand accomplishment, that's Borei Olam. And that's exactly this week's Parashat Chavua. How do I see it? Parashat Vayigash. It says, Vayigash Elav Yehuda. Yehuda comes to where? Yehuda is coming to Yosef. And if you see what the Midrash says over there, it's mind-boggling. It says over there that his eyes were literally on, basically bleeding from his eyes, ready to screaming. Listen, you better give my brother right now. If you don't give me my brother Ben Yamin, I'm telling you right now, I'll kill the whole Egypt. And it says, Hushim Ben Dan, the, the, the Midrash brings down that even Hushim, her, came to Egypt because he heard like a, like a even though he was dead, right? He, was dead, he heard something going on. What's going on? He sent Naftali. Midrash says he sent Naftali. He says, go around the whole Egypt. Tell me how many, how much uh, cities do they have over here? And he came back. And he said, oh, they have 12. He said, perfect. I'll take three on my own. Each one of my brothers is going to be, be, beat out one city. Imagine, you're talking about the, you talk. And then he got the, the, Yosef got 300 soldiers, he brings down, he got all, all these soldiers. Yehuda screams, and all the soldiers, all the teeth fall out, they're very shaking, they all fall, they all ran away. They were scared. They were scared. Yehuda is not playing games at this point. But what is brought down, I saw this, there was a rabbi that said this over actually, that he asked the question, why is Yehuda repeating the whole dialogue? Why is Yehuda repeating the whole story to Yosef? If you look at the beginning of the Parashat Shavuah, it repeats the whole story. You know, you, you told us, where's my brother? We came, we brought my brother, and he, and he told us this, and then he told us that. Yosef knows all of that. So what are you doing? What are you saying? What, what, what are you bringing out? You know what the answer is? There's a Mefaresh that says, of course Yehuda was in front of Yosef. But he knew that the end accomplishment of his goal is only going to come from Borei Olam. And therefore, in a sense, it's brought down, by the way, that we learn the three steps, right? That you walk in Amidah, from Yehuda, Yehuda, and showing respect. Imagine showing respect for, for he walked three steps to speak to the, to the king Yosef. Imagine you told the Melamachim, you got to walk into three steps. We learn it from Yehuda, it's brought down. 
So they came to speak to Yehuda, meaning Yehuda in a sense was really not speaking to Yosef necessarily. He was speaking to Yosef, but in his mind, he was pleading to Hashem and he was saying, Hashem, even though Yosef is right there, Hashem, please, you brought us here, you brought us to this man, and he told us this, and he told us that, please save us. So in a sense, he knows Yosef is there, but his mind is on Hashem. Because he knew that he could try to accomplish. Yes, but the end goal of accomplishing what he wants to accomplish is only through Hashem himself. And that's exactly why Yehuda, in a sense, he's coming closer to Yosef. And Kibyachol, as if he's speaking to Yosef, but in his mind, he's saying the whole story over. Oh, by the way, this, by the way, that. Pleading to Hashem at the same time. It's like when you go, when you go, go to the doctor, right? You finish the doctor, he gave you a shot, beautiful, you feel so great. Who really healed you? Hashem. So who are you really supposed to say thank you to? To really Hashem. But of course, Hagaratov, so he was the Shaliyah, you had to say thank you to him too. So what do you say? Thank you. You're thinking also Hashem in the same sentence. You think Hashem, think, and the only brother you're saying thank you Hashem, you don't want the doctor to hear that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? But thank Hashem, and then thank you. So when you're saying thank you to him, you really, an honest truth, Hashem was the one who healed you. At the end of the day, even though it looks so real that the doctor healed you, but really, Hashem healed you. So you really got to thank Hashem, right? But you're saying, thank Hashem. Thank you. Saying, really, thank you what? To Hashem. Yehuda, in a sense, is the same, same way in this situation. He's speaking to Yosef, knowing that it's all Hashem that's going to accomplish the end goal. You hear that? You hear what's going on over here or no? But there's one more nikuda that I must say, must be said. And that is, one last law. One last rule of a leadership. And this is because if you look at last week, what does Yehuda say to Yosef? He says, you know, you, you know you're right. You caught Binyamin. He had the goblet in his zedes. You know what? You caught him. We're all going to be your slaves. Man in the bed, right? He says a whole, a whole, a whole he says a whole thing. If you look at the, the, the last week's parasha, at the end of last week's parasha, they bring a whole thing. What did he say? What can we say to you? What can we do? We'll all be your slaves. He says, Yehuda, last week's parasha, he says, we'll all be your slaves, including me and Binyamin. And now, this t- three pesukim later, he's taking everything back. Yosef says, no, it's only Binyamin. What do you mean? No, no, we're going to fight you now. What do you mean? You just said that, you know what? We're all going to be your slaves. Binyamin and all of us are going to be your slaves. But then you just, then Yosef says, no, only Binyamin. And then all of a sudden you're coming and you want to fight Yehuda. Like, like Yehuda wants to fight him? What just changed? You, you hear my question or no? You, you, everybody hears the question? It does make sense. Last week, Barasha, what does he say? I'm reading the Pasuk. He says, Man in the bed, man in Sadak. What should we do? You're right. Well, you're right, Yosef. You're right. He didn't know it was Yosef yet. He says, Yosef, you're right. You're right. You're right. What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? He keeps on saying, What should we do? What should we do? You're right. You're right. And then he, sa- then he says, No, no. But I'm like, We'll all be your slaves. No, no, no. He says, Only being a means give me my slave. Then he says, Okay, then I'm going to fight you. What changed over here? Like, what, what, what's going on over here? You know, at the end of the day, if he's right, he's right in everything. If he's wrong, he's wrong in everything. You know, what's going on? There's a famous one, Haim that answers this, that said that it was Mina Shamayim that all of them got caught because they did the sin of selling Yosef. They did that thing. But 
If once it was Binyamin only, Binyamin had nothing to do with it, then, you, then Yehuda says, this, this already I got to take charge of. Understand? That's what Rahim HaKadosh says. But there's another answer that I want to discuss. And that answer is that a person, as a leader, you never give up. You never give up on your dream, on your goal. You never give up on your, on your dream. This is what you dream. Don't let people kill it. Oh, you can't do it. Oh, you can't. Don't, if it needs to be done. I'm talking about something, a dream that needs to, it has to be done over here. Yehuda promises Yaakov that if he doesn't bring back Binyamin, he'll sin for him, for even Olam Abba. You know that? Even in Olam Abba, it's brought down. And therefore, this thing must be done. If something must be done, you can never give up hope. If something must be done, you can never give up. And that's exactly a leader. You know why Yehuda Yehuda did what he did? He says, I have a responsibility because my father, I gave him my word. I'll sin for this world and the next world. That's the case. I'll never ever give up. And that's how every successful person does it. You know how many times people failed in what they did? You know how many people failed in what they did? There's a famous guy. Well, what was that guy that, that made a car, a new car? What's his name? Elon he made it. Who? Oh? Musk. You know how many times this guy Musk failed in his life? Thousands. Thousands. You ever hear of who, who created the light bulb? Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Edison. Edison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We won't mention your name over here. All right, guys. We won't mention nothing. Okay, well, let's just make believe. So who, who created the light bulb? Thomas? Thomas Edison, right? Do you know how many times he failed? Over 1,000 times he failed before he created the light bulb. And you know somebody interviewed him. He says, what would happen right now if you didn't create the light bulb? He says, I wouldn't be talking to you. I would be still continuing to figure out how to create the light bulb. That's what he said in the interview. Because success... Leaders, they never ever give up. If it has to be done, it will be done and finished. The job will get done. Yehuda promises his father, Daddy, I will bring you back, Binyamin, and I'll do whatever it takes. And it says that Yehuda was ready to, was ready to do or die. Do or die, give up his life. Do or die. That was his mentality. And you know what we had that also? There's a very famous story with the Hazon Ish. The Hazon Ish at the time was fighting ladies not going to the army of Israel. He was fighting. Shilohomi was. He was fighting and fighting and fighting. No, no, no. We're not sending our ladies to the army. It's not Sni'ud. It's not Sni'ud. Who knows what they're doing over there? We don't want. We don't want to do it. They fought tooth and nail. No, 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 no. Finally, somebody came into the Hazonish. I think it was like, I forgot, a very big delegate. He came in with like a, weapons. You better stop fighting against us. This is what we're doing. You better stop. Hazonish, they say, he opened up his shirt. Point, he's point, the, the gun's being pointed at him. Opened up his shirt. Oh, pointed to his heart. He says, who is more powerful, me or you? He says, you're powerful because the gun that you have will scare me. But I'm not scared of the gun. 
so you can shoot. You understand? He was shocked. He just ran out. Story goes, he just ran out. He's like, whoa. He knew. Chazonish knew. This is the job that has to be done. I'll never, ever give up. If it must be done, it will be done. That's a leader. If it has to be done, it will be done. Finished. That's a leader. This is the, I see something up, something going on there. I will take charge and the job will get done because this has to be done. And this is really the great lesson that we learned from Yehuda. That what? Yehuda, one is, he never ever gave up because he needed to do what he had to do. When you need to do something, you never do it up. And we said the three lessons, how Yehuda understood. First, we don't never get upset, never get tired. And last is, don't demand to accomplish, want to uh, try to accomplish. And Yehuda understood that. So when he was going to Yosef, in a sense, he's repeating the whole story, even though Yosef knows it. Really, he's pleading to Hashem. And he's saying, Hashem, please, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. Save us. It's not him, it's you. And this is a great lesson that we have to remember. If, you ever, if, if you're going to put yourself, you are in leadership because you're leading yourself. Therefore, you have to remember these lessons. You have to know these lessons. Yeah, something has to be done. Nothing about. You'll have people, uh, 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 this, that, that. This has to be done. Don't get tired. Don't get upset. And of course, we try to accomplish. And the end goal is Borei Olam that will finish our uh, uh, job. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.